0: Welcome to Intuitive Astrology with Molly McCord. Thank you so much for joining me today. As we're going to have a special topic in today's podcast episode, I'm going to explain to you the energetic progression of the 12 astrology signs. And we're going to go through what each astrological sign's intentions, themes, and energies are so that you can see where they are meant to shine and highlight themselves, where they're meant to do their best, as well as why they create this beautiful growth trajectory, why every astrological sign is uniquely connected to the sign before it as well as the sign after it, And how you can understand more of the energies of that particular astrological sign. So the best way to use this podcast episode topic would be to identify the main planets or points you have in each astrological sign as I go through all 12 of them. So we will be starting with Aries. So for example, any planets or points you have in Aries, these are going to be the archetypal energies that are associated with Aries. And this will give you an understanding of what Aries contributes to the Zodiac, what the Aries energy is about, how it's here to shine, what it offers, and then how it prepares you for the next astrological sign, which is Taurus. Then we'll look at Gemini and so, on. So, this information is a bit more basic and beginner's knowledge, but it can also be a good reminder for you around your own natal astrology chart and where you have perhaps many planets or points in a particular sign or signs. And this is also good information to see the progression of energy, how we mature, how we move through every season. Of the year, since the astrological wheel is connected with the cycles of the seasons. Now, I do discuss Western tropical astrology here, which is different from sidereal astrology. They're different in a number of ways. Uh, They're different in terms of how they analyze the sky, the different energy points, and the timing of cycles. Typically, then we go into comparison and people ask, well, which one's better? Which one's more accurate? And from my experience and my perception, they're both equally valid. They both offer us insights and information. You may resonate with one more than the other. You might find that your life syncs up with one astrological system more so than another. So most definitely trust what is right for you, trust where you're interested in pursuing astrology. But I think it's also important to note that they each stand on their own, they're each accurate, and they both offer us insights and wisdom. So the astrology wheel begins with Aries. And what's fascinating about Aries is that not only is it the first fire sign, the first cardinal sign, and the first astrology sign. But it is about actually taking the formlessness of Pisces and creating something new. So yes, we start with Aries, but because energy is always in motion and always connected, it switches and changes forms, that Aries energy actually begins from what was deconstructed From Pisces, where Pisces is the surrender, the release, the unraveling, what's been complete. And once those energies have been deconstructed and unraveled, there is then a burst of initiation. Through Aries. And so Aries is our first sense of self. It's the part of our self that's like, yes, I'm in a human body. Look at me. I'm a person. I'm my own entity. I came with an ego, I came with motivation and inspiration. I came with a sense of independence and a desire to be myself in the world. So that Aries energy is the beginning of self, the beginning of self knowingness, self understanding, and asking questions about who am I? And really digging into that. So any planets or points in Aries are really more subjective. They're looking for self-awareness, self-knowledge. They're also looking at how to do something on your own. That's part of that independence and the leadership energy. Where that spark of life is initiated through Aries, where you are yourself, and it's usually associated with an infant, where you've just been born, you've just arrived in your physical body outfit, and your life is beginning. So this energy of Aries is the newborn, it's understanding that there is a new energy cycle beginning and what are you going to do with it. Then we progress into Taurus and Taurus is the first earth sign, the first fixed sign, the second sign of the zodiac that is more about the toddler, that is more about that growth stage of what do I want, what matters to me, what do I need. The basic Taurus energies are about what we need to survive, food, water, shelter. But as a toddler grows, a toddler is understanding that they have their own toys, they want their own food, they want their own stuffed animal or their own blankie, and they don't want to share. So that Taurus energy is about what you're accumulating because it's what you value and what you want. It's a sense of this is what I need to be myself, to feel stable, to feel grounded in my life. So there can be that self-reliance, the ability to take care of yourself matures as you grow through life. Uh, But it starts with that understanding of what is mine, what do I want, what do I need, and How can I create what I need and what I want in my life and in my environment? Now, the next sign is Gemini. Gemini is the first air sign, and it's the first mutable sign. It is the energy of our thinking, talking, speaking, how we begin to open up to the world. And it's associated with our first understandings of school and education, Where you first go into a classroom, this can be preschool and kindergarten, Uh, it's usually associated with elementary school as well, where you first become verbal and social. That is the energy of the first air sign where we start to speak and share as well as take in more information from around us, from our peers and our siblings. Gemini is our immediate environment. So planets or points in Gemini are learning how to understand what's happening around them, how to organize the information, how to discuss it, and how to share it. So the Gemini energies are showing you more about your verbal abilities as well as your mental faculties. And is also associated with your first experiences of education, which is where you're first applying what you're learning, as well as taking in a lot of information. I mean, just looking at all the different subjects or topics that are taught in a school environment. This is all Gemini, where there's lots to learn, lots to understand, a lot of stimuli going on. How do we prioritize it? And then most importantly, how do we use it going forward? So that Gemini energy wants to talk. It wants to connect with people. And typically that is done through your immediate environment when you're growing up, which is your siblings, the neighborhood kids, your peers, your schoolmates. All of these are Gemini energies. Then after a busy day of school and learning and socializing, maybe doing sports, hanging out with friends, the energy progresses into cancer. Cancer is the first water sign and it's the second cardinal sign. So this is the energy of actually coming back home, where after school, you go back home, you want to take a break, you're going to watch TV, you're going to have a snack, you go to your room, you do something that returns you to your home base. So this cancer energy is where we return to ourself. And it's actually more of a receptive energy of listening, where you go home and review the day. You review what you learned or what happened. Maybe life was really busy and you didn't even know what you were feeling. When you go into the cancer energy, you first connect with, well, how did I feel about today? How was this class? How was this interaction with my friend? So the cancer energy brings us back into ourselves to listen, to check in with our hearts, to check in with what we're feeling and what we need. And so if the day was really busy, really exhausting, you go back to that cancer space to unwind, to put your feet up, to rest, uh, to do something that is nurturing and supportive of your energy. Now, because cancer is the first water sign, it's also our first connection to our intuition. It's the first messages we receive about what we're feeling or even what we're sensing that maybe we don't know how to put into words just yet. So cancer opens us up to more of our feelings and our intuition. And so at an early age, we all have the ability to listen to what we're feeling And it could be that in your environment, in your home environment, or your immediate environment, that that information was not supported. Perhaps you kept it really private. You kept it to yourself. Uh, These are all cancer themes where you're sensing something, you're feeling it. It could even be that you're feeling something's off. This is also where people tend to really understand more about their own energy sensitivities. And if they're an empath. Now, I'm spending more time talking about cancer because it is the only water sign in the first six stages of astrological development. What I mean by that is this cancer energy is the only water sign in the first half of the zodiac. It's really where we go into our feelings and we go into what we are sensing that we're meant to listen to and receive. Now, Gemini is the only air sign in the first half of the Zodiac, which also makes it important in terms of our internal world, our internal workings. In the astrological wheel, Aries through Virgo are energies associated with our sense of self and our self-development. Then once we go into Libra, we interact with other people and then with the world at large. So the first half of the Zodiac, we only have one air sign and one water sign, which makes each of them more important for those parts of our energy. So Gemini being how we think, what we're thinking in our brains, maybe what we don't even share or say yet. And that cancer energy is what we're feeling and we're deciding if we share our feelings. We're deciding what we put out there or how we open up to others. But these energies are very internal and they're even more prominent because they're the only air sign and the only water sign that really go into our sense of self. So we have this cancer energy that is the water sign of feeling, listening, intuition, tapping into what's happening below the surface within us. Then this energy prepares us for the next sign of Leo. So Leo is the second fire sign and the second fixed sign leo is interesting because it's the first sign after we've been introduced to all four elements we have the fire sign earth air and water energy now we take all of that and we bring it into leo that helps us compose a fuller sense of self what you really want what you really need what feels good to you that Leo energy wants to create, wants to self-express, wants to really feel strong in who you are. So this Leo energy is now where you go back out to the playground and you want to have fun. You want to let loose, play some games. There's something you need to do to just release even the burdens of life and you want to have fun. And that's what this Leo energy reminds us of is that After we have some downtime in cancer, where we rest, regroup, come back to ourselves, we get newly energized, then we move out into that Leo energy that wants to say, this is who I am, this is what I'm about, this is what I want to do. And so this energy tends to be more expressive, and it reveals how you have fun, what your passions are, what you are gravitating towards that you enjoy. What are the pleasures in your life? And so, a bit like an extracurricular activity or a hobby, that Leo energy will connect you to a passion, to something that really lifts you up, builds your confidence, builds your courage, and gives you a sense of what you want to do when you have time to do so. At this stage, Leo is about the stronger formation of self-identity. It is more of a teenager. It's more of figuring out what you want to do with your free time, how you want to express yourself, what you want to dig into. So this energy is where you're getting to know yourself even more and understanding more about what you want. Then we move into Virgo. Virgo is the second earth sign and the second mutable sign. Virgo is where we have daily responsibilities, where as you mature, as that teenager gains more real world experiences, well, there are things you have to take care of. Perhaps if you have a pet, you have to take care of that animal every day, take it for walks, clean out the litter box. Perhaps you now have a job where that Virgo energy brings in responsibility and says, Well, what are you going to do with your time, with your energy, with your efforts? And it is a responsibility energy where, after the playfulness of Leo, where you're out on the field or you're having a great time doing something expressive or fun, then that Virgo energy is like, Well, I have to go back to work now. I have to take care of my commitments. So-and-so is waiting on me. So-and-so needs me. Virgo is often a supportive energy where you could have your first experiences as an apprentice, as an intern, your first job, what you need to do every day to make money, to contribute, where you're being required to participate. So that Virgo energy is where we learn responsibility both for ourselves as well as what other people need from us. And this Virgo energy prepares us for more interactions with others. It prepares us for how we take care of ourselves, even in the simplest ways as hygiene and grooming and beauty, but also overall how we care for our bodies throughout the day, our eating habits, making sure you drink enough water and you're eating enough vegetables. That Virgo energy brings us into the body and says, how are you caring for your physical vessel? How is your energy level? Virgo is also an athlete and a healer. It is about how we put in energy to be better, to improve, to become more efficient. So this Virgo energy is revealing to you what you have to take care of every day and that what you do does correlate to other people. It's as simple as when you have a job, you need to be on time because people are expecting you to show up to start your shift at a certain time. This is Virgo energy. This is where we have to do something repeatedly, where we're getting better at it, but again, where we have commitments and where we're learning to be reliable. Now, it's also through the Virgo energies that we improve, we get better, and we hone a skill, we hone a craft. So not only is Virgo associated with, say, that internship or apprenticeship or a first job, it shows you what you're good at and also what you don't want. There can be discernment here. It's like you can have a job and realize you're really good at it, or you can have a job and realize, I don't want to interact with people, or I don't want to be in customer service. I'd rather do a desk job, or I'd rather do something where I'm moving more during the day. Virgo helps you hone in on how you want to spend your energy every day. And so it's at this point here where we've been through the first half of the zodiac, the first six astrological signs that we have a fuller sense of self that has developed from that immature newborn infant energy of Aries that has matured and progressed into more of that responsible, realistic Virgo qualities. So Virgo can be more of that late teenager, early adult energy. And then we enter Libra. Now Libra is the second air sign. And the third cardinal sign. Every cardinal sign is about initiation. It's the beginning of a season and it's connected with the seasons that we experience throughout the year. And more specifically, Libra is associated with the fall or autumn here in the Northern Hemisphere, whereas it's associated with the beginning of spring in the Southern Hemisphere. So that Libra energy begins a new season, and it's also the beginning point of sharing energies where we take who we are, what we've learned, what we're about, we understand more of ourselves and we share it with other people. We interact, we learn to cooperate, we learn what it means to openly communicate to solve problems. Libra requires maturity, maturity in communications and in words, also more maturity in terms of how your energy affects other people. So this is where... You're getting real-world experiences about cooperation. And again, this can show up in a professional environment uh, where you have to negotiate, where you have to solve problems, and you have to communicate with others. Uh, This can be where the energy is needing to be evaluated to determine if there's equal giving and sharing, uh, what is happening here, and how it's harmonious or in conflict and that Libra energy can help with solving conflicts it ultimately wants win-win situations so with that Libra energy we're learning how to communicate and share now what's fascinating is that because Libra is the second air sign it builds on the first air sign of Gemini Gemini is about your thoughts your mental process, what you are communicating, what you need to express, then Libra is about how you communicate that with others, how you take it out of your head and bring it to another person. Even if it's a email, a text, a project, a presentation, it's basically how you show up. Libra is how we show up with others, our appearance, how they perceive us, how they see us. So this Libra energy helps with understanding that it's really where we're beginning to share ourselves more with others. If you consider that Gemini is everything that's on your mind, Libra is where you're being intentional in what you share with others. In fact, it's more about, do I need to say something here? Is this worth having a conversation? Who do I talk to about this? That Libra energy wants to share what's on your mind, but perhaps you're clearer and even more savvy about what you share because that Libra energy is aware of how energies will affect another person. It's where we have to talk things out and we say, okay, are they going to understand me? Are they going to know what this means? Is this worth having a discussion about? All of these are Libra energies. Then we move to the second water sign of Scorpio, which is also the third fixed sign. And Scorpio is the energy of emotional intimacy, where we're sharing ourselves and what we feel with another. Scorpio pertains to our own emotional maturity how we're able to be honest and authentic and perhaps if that isn't the case the Scorpio energies can revert to manipulation deception power or control games anything to maybe even maintain the upper hand and not be vulnerable so Scorpio can show us how comfortable we are opening up to others as well as our ability to trust And so when we go back to cancer being the first water sign where you meet yourself emotionally, you understand more about who you are, what you feel, what you need, that Scorpio energy being the second water sign is how you share with others and who you share with. So Scorpio is actually about the therapist, the counselor, psychologist, the person you can trust with your innermost feelings, uh, things that have happened to you in your world, in your life, how you process your emotional world. Scorpio is also about how energies merge together. So after Libra, where we have interactions, we share, we collaborate, Scorpio is where we go deeper into a connection with another we go below the surface into more of what we're really feeling and processing and this is where you can see when a relationship with another person is deepening is getting more intimate and more authentic it's through these Scorpio energies and of course this can be through a friendship or with a sibling a family member a lover a partner it's whoever you get to know more closely and they get to know you And so the energies involved here typically revolve around trust, who you trust with your authentic self and with your most intimate feelings. So Scorpio takes us in deeper. We go into understandings of who we really are and all the things that have shaped us because that Scorpio energy is also about other people in our lives who have influenced us, energies we have absorbed, things we've taken on often unconsciously. And it's through that Scorpio connections that we process it. We move it through us. We understand the deeper internal workings of ourselves. So Scorpio gifts us with emotional maturity, deeper knowingness of ourselves, more awareness about how we're feeling, and then how we can share those parts of ourselves with another. And of course, this is ongoing energy. So this is something that we practice and grow through in our lives. But I would say that that Scorpio energy, it's very maturing. So it could be like later in your life at some point, and this can be different for everybody, but maybe it's in your, your 20s, your 30s. There's something where you really get a better grip on who you are emotionally, on what's happening within you, what has formed you and shaped you. And even the parts of yourself that you have suppressed or repressed, those can come out. Those can be parts of yourself that you're meeting for the first time and understanding in a whole new way. Then, after the energies of Scorpio, we move into Sagittarius. And Sagittarius is the third and final fire sign, and it's also the third mutable sign. Sagittarius is the energy of freedom, exploring what you want to do to live life on your own terms, what you believe in about the world, and how you can continue to grow in your own energy through those Sagittarius energies that are often very curious and wanting to learn and understand more. Sagittarius energy will open you up to more of what is true for you in the world and in yourself. It's where we go out and have experiences where we really get into what we want, what we value and understand how we feel. Follow that in the world. This is an energy of being adventurous, of wanting to know, to know more, to understand more. So with the fire signs, we typically have a lot of movement and growth. They're associated with our spiritual growth, our spiritual teachings and understandings. And in Sagittarius, which is the third and final fire sign, we often have a desire to go further, to know more, to go bigger in our energy fields. So this supports expansion, expansion of your worldview, expansion of your daily life, just movement into more of what calls to you. Now, this energy can be restless. It can have a desire for movement. It doesn't want to be tethered. It doesn't want to sit still. It wants to be on its feet, but it also maybe needs to personally experience life and to get out into the world so that Sagittarius energy can lift your spirits, can remind you that there's always more to understand, and asks you to check in on yourself, check in with your own belief systems. What do you believe about who you are in the world? What do you believe about what you want to create and experience in this lifetime? That Sagittarius energy can open us up to more because that is one of the keywords of Sag more, more, more. And this can be very enthusiastic and inspiring after the intensity of Scorpio. We get some mojo back, we're ready to take action, we're ready to be on the move and to accumulate more knowledge and wisdom. And then look at where that lines up in the world, what that connects with, and where we can trust ourselves even more after the fun playfulness of Sagittarius we move into the energy of Capricorn Capricorn is the third earth sign and the fourth cardinal sign Capricorn is where we have real world application of our experiences Capricorn is associated with responsibility and maturity It's known for being an adult, the adult of the zodiac, where we take care of business. We show up for our commitments. We honor what we have committed to, and we understand that this is very important in order to live a life that has meaning and to plan for the long term. So that Capricorn energy is often associated with our periods of life that revolve around mastery achievement. Uh, Usually it's associated with retirement, uh, what you want to do next after having a fulfilling career, what is satisfying now. And that Capricorn energy gives us the broader view. It shows us where we've come and where we're going. It reminds us that there are things in life that take time. It takes ongoing time, effort, and commitment to build your career to show up in your life, to take care of a family. Then that Capricorn energy rewards you, rewards you for work well done, for what you have accomplished, for what you have achieved. And so this is where later in life, we often can reap the rewards of what we've done. And it's also where Capricorn is about the long-term planning, where we plan for retirement, for example, or we're aware of long-term financial goals capricorn wants us to be secure and safe and strategic Uh, this is the energy of not taking a lot of risks with these earth signs our focus is on where we can see tangible results what is showing up for us what matters and to be more conservative so after we have this flamboyant enthusiastic sagittarius energy that says more 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 We have Capricorn, that is where we cut back, we understand we can't do everything, we have to say no and be discerning, we need to be responsible with what we say yes to. So Capricorn is where we say less, 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 and no, 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 but that can be for a focus on quality, not quantity as well as focusing our energies on what matters in the here and now, what matters right now, as well as what you are working towards in the future. So Capricorn can show us where we have lived a good life, what we have experienced through our years in a career or simply living. And it can also be the part of us that knows we don't have forever, that this life will end as well. And so how are we being responsible with the time that we do have? There can also be a reflective energy with Capricorn where you're aware of what you've created in your life and how it will affect your your children or your grandchildren, uh, where you're thinking about maybe a legacy or what you need to do for others out of responsibility. Uh, This can even be to protect your financial assets or to protect your resources, such as a will or a trust. All of these are very Capricorn areas of life where we know that time is ticking away. We don't have forever. So what are we going to do with our time on the planet? Then we move into Aquarius energy, which is the third air sign, and it is the fourth fixed sign. Aquarius is that energy of the world, the collective, the bigger picture of it all. And this is where we understand more of what fills us up, what we enjoy, what we want to do, and the types of people that we want to connect with in the world. So if we think of Capricorn as retirement, then that Aquarius energy returns you to what do you want to do now? What's next? What really gets you inspired and who are your people? So the Aquarius energy can show us more about where we want to make a difference, where we want to see improvements in our lives and in our worlds, and the people that we enjoy being around. Aquarius is about the tribe and networks, but it's also about friendships and even having a lot of acquaintances, just people you know out in the world or in various locations. The Aquarius energy can help us hone in on what matters to us right now and where we want to invest our time, where we want to spend our time and enjoy a particular season of life. At this point in the Zodiac, since Aquarius is the 11th sign, there's been an accumulation of wisdom and accumulation of knowledge and experiences. And how does that all come together? How does that all interconnect? And what do you want to do with it? And so this is where you could have inspired ideas at any stage of life, but there could be something here where where you have a bigger world view, you understand more about how the world works, what is reality, what matters in life, and maybe you have a value shift or an understanding of what you want to participate in or contribute to. And that could even be that that Aquarius energy wants to be left alone wants to just be an individual who, do, who does their own thing. This could be where that Aquarius energy just wants to be a bit rebellious, doesn't want commitments, doesn't want to take care of others anymore, just wants to go about its own direction. So there can be freedom here with this Aquarius energy and it's understanding more about what matters in your life. And so this can also be the energy of giving back. And so when you think about how Aquarius is associated with what we do with our time, what this can show you is how you want to spend your time now that you can choose exactly what you want. And of course, this can be at any stage of life, uh, but this energy is very forward thinking. It tends to be a little bit different, but it tends to have a higher level of self-awareness. And so it's what you've learned about yourself through life, what you've learned about who you are, how you're different, how you are an individual, and then how you want to spend your time enjoying who you are. And then we come to the 12th sign of the zodiac, which is Pisces, which is the third and final water sign, as well as the fourth and final mutable sign. So Pisces is the energy of release of transmutation where everything changes form and we can step away from where we've been focused or locked into something. Pisces is where we release our ego, where we step away from a very confined sense of self and we open up to more of who we are as a whole energy field. Pisces is where things complete and there's endings, there's release, forgiveness, compassion. We learn lessons. We have a higher understanding of what's been happening or what's been going on. We understand also that our intuition can speak very loudly to us. And so this is a water sign where you can be uniquely tuned in to higher intuitive messages because Pisces is everything and the void. It is the opening up to all energies, all cycles, and it's where we understand that we're so much bigger than this body, this mind, our sense of self. Pisces reminds us that we're connected to the all that is. And this is where we have opportunities to practice detachment and stepping away from our own sense of self. So that Pisces energy will unravel, it will deconstruct and take apart, it will ask us to surrender. Now this doesn't necessarily mean death, this just means a sense of self is shifting, a sense of self is being surrendered and is releasing us. From what we expected, what we assumed, what we have been holding on to, or what we thought was really important. This Pisces energy brings us to higher levels of enlightenment about our whole life, everything we've been through. You could see new experiences in a different light, you could understand something differently. You could look back and see what you were learning in a particular phase or in a particular relationship. So there's a lot of wisdom that can come through in these Pisces energies that remind us that we are not just one person in one physical body, but we're connected to so much more. And that is where we open up to higher levels of enlightenment and spiritual growth. Now, because Pisces is the 12th and final sign of the Zodiac, it is where the energies will disperse, where they will spread out, go their own way, and this allows for the energies to dissolve and transmute. And then it's from that opening, it's from that creation of a void that then we have the potential to create a brand new energy that begins a cycle with Aries. And so it keeps progressing. It keeps changing. It's very similar to how every ending has a new beginning. And so this is how the astrological signs energetically progress. It's how the energy keeps moving forward, reveals what we need to learn next, what our next area of growth is, and where the energies are going to shift and change as we continue on our soul growth path. Now I did mention different ages, different stages of life, just to highlight more of the archetypal energies, whereas yes, Capricorn is associated with maturity, retirement, what you've earned through the years, and yet then we have this very playful Leo energy that can be a teenager, that can be unaware of how it comes across or how its energy is received. All of this can help you understand more of your own planets or points in each of these 12 astrological signs and give you an understanding of why they are the way they are, why they have progressed to this point, and more about what they naturally exude and why that is important. So I hope this has given you some good understandings about the 12 astrological signs, how the progression of energy unfolds, and what each sign brings up for our own awareness and our higher consciousness. I teach more about the basics of astrology in my introductory astrology class, and then I also teach more about relationships in my The Astrology of Relationships class which is more intermediate, but it shows you how these energies interact and also can reveal more about relationships in your own life. In fact, in that class, we look at 10 different types of relationships and how they correspond to your natal astrology chart. So it's never boring here in this world of astrology. There's always more to understand, more layers to dive into, and of course, more wisdom to connect with in yourself. So, you can find out more details about all of my astrology courses over at online and also below this podcast. Otherwise, I hope this has been very beneficial for you, at least understanding more about who you are. And as always, I am grateful to connect with you through this language of astrology. I will be back here every Wednesday and Monday for another podcast episode. In the meantime, I wish you a beautiful day ahead, and also I hope to connect with you on social media. You can find me on Instagram, YouTube, or Facebook. Take good care, and I will see you back here very soon for our next podcast episode.